0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, adventurers of earth and beyond, welcome to Point Noir, home of the Point Noir podcast. My name is Jerry the Third, AKA Kimono Jack, and I'm so glad you're here with us for our 24th session of the Point Noir podcast, where we use adventure and travel stories from the perspectives of men of color to inspire other men of color to experience change through travel. That's what we're about. So. Staying on that topic, I was thinking it might be really interesting to learn what some of you guys' travel goals are as you make your holiday wish list and New Year's resolutions going into the next year. I'd really be interested to know what you guys are looking forward to do or looking to accomplish and seeing if we have some resources or information already on the show that can help you guys out. Maybe a short list of, you know, travel hacking sites for flight deals, or maybe there's a specific region of the world you want to travel to and experience and you didn't know we already had a guest who spoke on it. So hit us up on IG at Point Noir Show and we'll get right to you. I promise. So without further delay, let's introduce today's special guest. Stay tuned. Joining us today as our special guest at The Point is Mr. Kofi Mensah. You can learn more about Kofi by checking him out on Instagram at noirwayfarer or by checking out his personal website, whilstaway.com where you can learn more about his perspectives and see a bunch of awesome visuals from his travels all throughout the world. We had a great time chatting about literally everything under the sun from books that inspired us as kids, maybe to become more adventurous than others, to how he uses self-esteem and confidence to push himself and continue to have drive to pursue a modeling career in South Africa while living in New York half the time of the year. He's got a very dynamic and diverse story, and I think you guys are going to enjoy all the different topics and tidbits that we shared. It definitely has a lot of value to add to a traveler or adventurer of any level experience. So I encourage you guys, as always, to find a very, very comfortable place to sit back and relax, get a refreshing beverage of choice, and you guys should also know that we recorded this while he was driving in his car because time schedules were just tight. So. Please forgive the audio for this one, but it will continue to improve. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of the show anyway. So without further delay, let's get into today's session. Hey, what's going on, Kofi? Thanks for joining us today at Point Noir. How are you feeling today, bro? Uh, pretty good, Jerry. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on the call today. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I've been following your account on IG for a while, man. You have so much variety on there. Amazing photography, fashion, some cool ideas, and the captions, man. It's it's inspiring. Thank you.
1: That's what I, you know, that's that's what I aim to do. So that's actually really good and affirming to hear that um, somebody's finding some sort of inspiration from my page,
0: um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, man, it's always, it's always vibrant. It's always positive. And one of the cool things, this is going to be like a little, a nerd aside is that uh, because of uh, the, the way you're photographed, man, like you, you, you really, I like how positively you put a uh, darker skin in the focus, man. Like I think that's, I think it's super intense. The way your photos come across It's super dope. And I know it's a little bit of extra effort because of the technology, you know, that right. With the, yeah. with the way Oh, it's a process, dude, whoever's shooting you, if it's you or somebody else, you guys are crushing it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, I work with a lot of different photographers and for so
1: I guess, you know, you'll see, as you mentioned, that there's a wide variety of images and there's a lot of travel images. But then you also have some more modeling photos as well. And I am a model, so um, I just use my platform as an all in one. Um, I see my page as a community page of uh, somebody that's a traveler, that's a storyteller. It's also a model, an entrepreneur. Um, and I use my page to display all the types of work that I do. Um, so when it comes to actually showcasing my dark skin, I do think that it's important. Growing up, um, when I moved back to the States from Ghana, it was just being, being dark skin and being proud of your African heritage was not as an in thing then as it is now um it was it right. wasn't really okay to just be yourself everybody wanted you to fit in and it's like you know i'm sure you grew up you you grew up in the states right yeah yeah so you in high school or color, or in middle school you probably heard of oh african booty scratcher and like your skin's too dark and there wasn't just an appreciation of being who you are so now i hope that in my travels and in on my page people can just see that
0: just come and be as you are yeah man, it's super dope. so let's let's jump into it, man. Why don't we tell uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are? You mentioned you're an entrepreneur, a model, you are uh, I think, a bit of an influencer in the iG space. Tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into adventuring and travel, maybe even including moving from uh, Ghana.
1: Yeah, so well I was born in 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 New York and um, I moved to Ghana when I was very young, probably just like a year old. And I spent almost a decade there um, before moving back to New York. And so, after, was it because
0: your, your parents, your parents oh, had yeah. roots
1: over there? It was, def- yeah. So my parents are Ghanaian. My parents were born in Ghana, um, and okay. they've lived and they've lived all over as well, um, mostly within Africa and Europe. And then they just came to. Um, then they moved to to the states, like uh, in the seventies or eighties and um and that's where you know my roots come from from them and they're Ghanaian obviously by ethnicity um they're from Kumasi that's the second largest city in Ghana so you might know of Accra which is the capital and then you have Kumasi Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to just push forward into traveling I've always had a a wandering spirit about me. I just wanted to do something that was completely different. And growing up largely in metropolitan areas, especially as in New York, you, everything around you is constantly concrete. And it can, even though New York State is beautiful, living in New York City can just sometimes just, really you just, I I, I didn't feel as inspired really you know, just buildings and buildings everywhere. It's still a beautiful place to, to live. Don't get me wrong. Um, so after I finished school, I really just, I, I was able to just push more into what it is that I wanted to do in terms of seeing the world, right? Because you're done with school. You don't have <laughs> um, that schedule to fit into anymore. Part of who I am is somebody that loves adventure, Somebody that knows that there's always more to see, more to seek um, and be inspired by. So about four years ago, I actually moved to Brazil. Um, This was after about a year after I graduated university or college. I worked for Senator Leahy in D.C. um, um, And Senator Leahy is the senator of Vermont. And my connection to okay. Vermont is that's where I went to university. So I went to the University of Vermont. And after that, I sort of came back to, I came back to New York. And that summer, I just did a, a few different temp jobs that would still give me the flexibility of my schedule, of, my, of, of more control over my own schedule. So just work a few jobs, um, and mostly in finance and the legal world, in, for a few months. And then I would be able to leave. Right. Um, take, yeah. go, 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 go on a trip for about two and a half, three weeks. Just really get out there and and just travel deeper, um, which is which is what I'm about as well. It's more than just traveling and necess- and just spending a few days here and there. But it's about how do you connect to people when you are abroad, especially when language is limited? And you obviously don't really know where you're going, but you want to engage with the locals. You 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 want to be here and say, okay, this is what's actually happening. This is how people feel about politics, the economy, um, also how they view Western countries. Those are the 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 types of conversations and the people to people interactions that really get me motivated about traveling. So I moved to Brazil. Uh, worked there as an English teacher, as well as worked for an uh, NGO um, in one of the favelas in Vigal, and I also taught uh, English at a multinational company. So it was it was a okay. great yeah so it was a great uh, time living in Brazil. Uh, this was before the World Cup in Brazil, and I remember my students that I had at the favela the kids that i would volunteer that i volunteered with um you know they didn't really speak any english english was zero to like minimal to zero and right. part part of what i would try to instill in them is the importance of learning a, a second language uh such as english I, and as well as making themselves more marketable to get a job for the uh, for the coming um world cup and Olympics because it was going to be so the, the, the world was going to have its eyes on Brazil for two important global sports. So I I, I really learned a lot from those kids, uh, maybe more than I was able to teach them, honestly, um, just the resilience that they had growing in, growing up in Brazil, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard of shanty towns in like South Africa and FFL is essentially the yeah. version of that. There's poor education poor to mm-hmm. no education, um, just not enough resources. But those kids got up every day in the afternoons, they would meet me um, at the NGO and we would go through different classes as well as I would also coach football for them. So it was a great time
0: okay. football, football as in, yeah, as in, yeah, as in soccer. Yeah,
1: yeah, football as in soccer.
0: Well, for us, just, just, you know, for us, the, the small minority of the world who live in the United States, we call it, we're the only ones. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you know what I'm at.
0: Oh, yeah, bro. A year and a half in uh, France, I had no choice.
1: Oh, brilliant. What were you doing out in France?
0: Oh, man, that was, that was the start of my whole adventure thing, man. I, I quit my corporate job, went out there on a one-way ticket. I was a okay. Black history tour guide for a year. I was an wow. au pair. I'm a professional musician. That's where I got my experiences to Africa. But we're here to talk about your experiences, bro. That Brazil, like, how long did it last? I'm sorry? When you moved to Brazil, how long were you there for?
1: I was there for three months.
0: Okay. Yeah, wow, so, so that's, I, a, I, that's a hefty I, amount of time.
1: Yeah, so I was able to, I got there at the start, At just, just the ending of Christmas. So I was really able to experience an exciting and jovial um, time in the in, 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 in the country. Because I'm telling you, New Year's is just magical in Brazil, specifically Rio de Janeiro, where just everybody at on, on New Year's Eve is just dressed in white, and um, and you're dressed in white, obviously because white represents cleanliness, freshness, and new, and you want to start the new year of, you know, feeling refreshed and new, um, and people are right. out on the beaches. Uh, it's just of general good spirit. There's fireworks. It was. It was. It was. When it comes to a New Year's experience, that is one of those that I will never forget, and I don't think I'm ever going to have stateside or in, in in Europe anytime soon.
0: Wow, and I, yeah. I can. I'm with you on that one, bro. Because you know, we sometimes, especially when you think about the weather, like the weather was still warm down there, wasn't it? You yes. Could be on a beach. And- yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so this is so. so you're your love of winter, no, no. Like I'm 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 figuring out how to get back down to the southern hemisphere um, for the winter months. I'm not trying to be here <laughs> for winter. So, um, and as it's in South America, they're in the opposite end of our. You know, season. So yeah, around December, as it's getting cold over here, it's 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 still summer there.
0: Yeah, those are those are classic snowboard tactics, and uh, we've been going <laughs> back and forth on Instagram a little bit about the better season. I you know I appreciate them all. I think uh, it was it's always interesting because summer always gets a lot of shine. You know, what I'm saying it's obvious why people like the sunshine. Yes. you know it feels good, it's nice, but I think there's some beautiful qualities in the winter, but I think it's even more powerful to have choice the way that you're talking about, to say, you know what, I've tried a little bit of this, I've tried a little bit of that, you know what, I'm going to be in Rio every time I can be for, you know, New Year's and the holiday season.
1: And I'm glad that you mentioned that with the choice, because I think that that's what traveling does. It opens your your mind, and it opens not just your mind and just your heart, but all the experiences just opens you up your whole being to realize that there is more out there and there's more that you can uh, there, there's a different type of lifestyle that you can live that is that is just different from what you're used to you know maybe it it means in terms of actually living your best life spending half of the year in one end of the world and the other half of the year in another end of the world whatever brings you the most optimal uh, happiness. And for me, it would be spending, you know, the, the being in summer all year round. And that would mean, right. you know, living on two, two, on, on two different hemispheres, or I guess moving to California, you know?
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, but uh, the way the taxes are set up, you know, I think you might be making a good move in Rio. I'm not mad at you for that. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm really curious in growing up, you mentioned, you know, kind of moving back to to, to Ghana when you were young. What inspired you to kind of seek more in life? Because as as much as you've experienced and when I look at your IG stories, it looks like you have such a strong sense of community and bonding with the people that you do share um, on your on your page. So I think you're making great deep connections, like you mentioned. But who inspired you to kind of be that person when you when you were growing up? Was it your parents? Were there others? Did you have a uh, you know maybe a literary character that was a role model? Um, it's very interesting that you mention a literary character
1: because one of my favorite pastimes is, is reading. Um, even as a, as, mm-hmm. as a kid, I found books to be my best friends. They were the gateways to like limitless imagination, but and, and I can't. Really, source one um, book or one cat, one protagonist or antagonist, right? That made me right. that, that that inspired me to travel. I would say that definitely reading certain books, um, like for example, the C.S. Lewis series, *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a while, I would just say that my location was Narnia, right? Because Narnia just represented <laughs> to me. <laughs> The, the 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 opposite of mundane the opposite of routine it was just spontaneous it was a, it's it's a spontaneous place where any and everything can happen and that's yeah. how i view life and traveling and i think i just was inspired by what inspired authors what inspired yeah. people and I think it's it's out there in the world. And once you're there, you it's, it's a feeling that, okay, maybe you're doing something right. It might've been a connection that you had with somebody. So I can't really pinpoint one person or thing that inspired me. It was just knowing that, listen, there's 196 countries out there. There's no way that you're just going to see a few, and I, I had the opportunity to grow up on two different continents. Um, and so far I've right. lived in three different continents, but, um, four, actually, I used to live in Thailand. Um, okay. Yeah, man. Check them off. Yeah. So I, it's, it's growth. And I think it's just finding yeah. growth through travel. That's what in, inspired me. And that's what continues to inspire me. Um, and honestly, that my junior year in college, I was able to do a study abroad trip, and I we started off in uh, Switzerland. We went to Strasbourg. We went to Geneva. I mean, obviously uh, Geneva's in Switzerland, but we went to Luxembourg, Spain, just so yeah. many of these other other European countries. And I think that, whilst I was still in undergrad, sparked even just lit the, the the spark even brighter i i it was a reaffirmation that okay you're, you are you are back out here traveling and it's more than just going to cancun for spring break the year before um it's more than just the knowledge of having lived abroad but you're i I, I was back in it uh on like a 3 week uh, road trip essentially uh, we drove all throughout Europe. It was just we flew into Switzerland and flew out of Spain, but everywhere else we just drove around the the continent, and it was amazing. So,
0: wow. I guess yeah. And what what an opportunity and time to soak things in. I mean, still being an undergrad, still being you know curious about the world, figuring out your own path. Mm-hmm. Um, study abroad. I, I wish I had the opportunity or taken the opportunity when I was in school, but I think it's a, it's a great resource. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that you talked about the books, man, because you might not get that chance. It might not be cost prohibitive. but i read the same books you did, man. The whole uh, Narnia series, Chronicles of Narnia, I think it's yes. called, in full. Um, uh, the Rats of Nim. I don't know if you heard about that. Yes, um, is about a bunch of wooden creatures. Yeah, see, they had like badgers that you know had broadswords and shit. Yeah, no,
1: there's also books like The Catcher in the Rye. Um, J.D. S- 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 Salinger, he was a great author. He mm-hmm. wrote The Catcher in the Rye. In the Rye, um, and with you know the, the protagonist character Holden Caulfield, he he, he was traveling. He, I, I think there was a one point in the story, from Kurtz he had run away, but he just didn't know what he wanted to do uh, or w- what he wanted to be. But he knew that in in, in in sort of just going somewhere new, he could hopefully figure that out. Um, and then there's also the catch of the, the, the Lord of the Flies, which to me was, yeah. it's a great book because <laughs> I imagine, I mean, it's sad, it's a bit tragic, <laughs> but you know, getting stranded on an island, but it also goes to show you your a test of character and they wouldn't have been placed in this situation if they hadn't taken a trip, but knowing that, listen, anything can happen, whether you, you're sticking to a routine or not. Um, but books like those, they just, they just, they just, they struck something in me that it was like, okay, there's so much more out there. The ideas for these stories, had to have come from somewhere right so we all draw inspiration right. from somewhere so was, where did these authors draw their inspiration from and i believe that it was being able
0: to travel and see new things 100 percent, man thank you so much for mentioning that because i i damn near forgotten i read the same books i was like oh yeah that was right. pretty lit that kind of yeah. gets you you know it uh it uh, kind of hones your spirit to seek those experiences. And um, I think other listeners will be like, oh, yeah, maybe that's why I am the way I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really dope. So, I mean, throughout your experiences, and I'm guessing you studied law or something in legal when you were an undergrad? Yes. So I was a political science major, um, political okay.
1: science and history double major, minored in philosophy. And I had, I've always had a, uh, in high school, I had in my head that I was going to be a lawyer, so I was taking legal classes. Um, most of my 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 junior my senior year, political science uh, courses were law related in some aspect.
0: Um, so yeah, okay, yeah, because you mentioned the um, the internship working for the for the senator or governor yes. mm-hmm. in uh, Vermont, and that that requires some background. So one of my one of the things that strikes me about um, what I've been able to see about you online and even you talking is you do so many things. You're an entrepreneur. You are a a traveler, an adventurer, but you've also been a teacher. You're also a professional model. You're you you you're a curator of content. You write, you create. How have you been able to carve all these paths for yourself to make a living and to also be regarded as a professional? It's It hasn't
1: been easy, <laughs> you know, um, but I yeah. think it's just, My spirit, I've always been involved in multiple things, um, in from high school to college, uh, you know, I was student body president at my university. I was like, I was a, um, a tour guide. I was in the, I was a resident advisor. So that sort of overactive involvement, um, spirit just translated into postgraduate work life. I didn't want to do just one thing. Um, So after, so it was, I knew that going to new places and seeing new places is at the core of my being. So how do I create a lifestyle that will give me the opportunity to do that? And I'm still very much figuring it out. So (laughs) to anybody listening to this, I hope you're not thinking that I'm perfect or that I have it all together because I don't. (laughs) Um, I think that we all just, continuously every day, try to find what we can do in our lives that will allow us to continue doing what we love. Right. And for me, it was having, I think the most important thing is to have multiple sources of income. Like you have to figure out, okay, what do you need to do to ensure that you have the time in your schedule and the resources in your schedule in your life to be able to to be able to just get out there and sort of just book a ticket and go, um, obviously easier said than done. So for me, it was honing in on my on my money saving skills. Right, I think mm-hmm. it's 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 lost a lot in the on millennials how important it is to actually save money um, for a rainy day, um, but not just a rainy day, but just to incorporate saving into your life so that's one thing Um, ever since uh, high school really any job that I've ever held I always just saved a little bit of money for that but then it's also trying different jobs Um, if you're a recent college graduate and you really want to travel I would say sign up with a temp agency so they can get you out on a few jobs uh, where where you're working anywhere between an assignment that's for a few days to a few months and then you save up money that way. And when your assignment is done, you just maybe book a ticket to a new place that you wanted to go to. I would also piggyback on what you said. Um, and I mean, in, in terms of what you did, moving to Paris, being an au pair, a, a tour guy, research where it is that you want to go and see how you can work there right. to support yourself. Case in point, moving to Brazil for those three months, I was able to support myself by... Finding a job as you know an English teacher, predominantly with this multinational organization, but then also working for a nonprofit as well, which was the volunteer work. Um, so it's just focusing on what you love and finding out how to support yourself with 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 that, and then also just not giving up. Part of what I do is modeling. Um, and I, my, my agency is based in Cape Town. So currently I split half of my time between New York City and Cape Town and I guess the rest of the world when I can. But being Word. being signed to an agency did not come easy. I've always been told, well, you have a model look and you should look, um, you know, go to different agencies. And over the years, I've done numerous work, personal work, Uh, modeling work on myself just to build portfolios to build my modeling portfolio Mm -hmm. but then i would go to agencies and the answer would always be pretty much the same oh thank you uh but we have somebody that has your look right now or your look is just not what we're looking for or it's always oh you have an amazing look but you just don't fit what our clients are looking for now so for me i just look at their their boards and i'm like you're really telling me that you have enough of my look, or my looks not what you're looking for right now. But there are like 90 white guys and white girls that not all look the same, but like they, they, they fit a certain mold. So there is a lot. Of, <laughs> so when it comes into the, the, the modeling industry, being a person of color um, is it's, it's just twice as hard to break into it, just as it is twice as hard for people of color to break into so many other things in the States. Um, so keep that in mind, too, that modeling is not easy by any means. It's in terms of actually becoming a signed model um, with an agency and then actually getting work as well. So you, it's all it's about having a few different things going. Right. Um, especially as an on, entrepreneur where you are your main source of income, you're not working for anybody else but yourself. Uh, I also worked in real estate. I have my real estate license. In New York City, I'm like, yeah, so um, for the past few years, I used to work with a boutique law firm, and they were one of the, um, consistently ranked one of the top real estate firms in New York City, and I started working with them from the ground up as an office manager, Um, and then within a year, I moved to corporate, and I was actually the only Black boy in in, in, in their corporate office. Um, and I worked up, up with them up until last year when I just decided, listen, you know, almost like you, you're, I'm just done with the corporate world for now anyway. Right. Um, I'm somebody that can right. definitely engage in both worlds. And, and and a lot of people dislike the corporate world just, just for the sake of disliking it. And I'm like, everybody's different. Some people like putting on a suit every single day Some people like being in the office. It's that structure. And if that's what makes you happy, that's what gets you going, then I'd say pursue that as well. Don't necessarily think of the corporate world as the death of dreams. It's okay. Think of the corporate world as a stable source of income that is going to help you reach your dreams. Just make sure that you don't get stuck in the very toxic machine that the corporate world can be right? So use it to, right. to use it to your benefit. I think that's what is most important. Um, and that's, I think that's what a lot of people forget that it's, it's, you, you have to use your job, um, whether it's a nine to five or you're working a few times a we use it to achieve what is going to make you the m- most happy and most like, you know, just satisfied in life. um, it's, no, it's, it's yeah cool,
0: and not everybody ain't able I think that that's that's really true and you know the corporate skills that you have even just showing up on time I mean I'm also a professional musician so I'm yeah. very much in a world where there's no structure there's no standard so uh, you know being able to hold yourself accountable so that you can pursue all these different areas of interest and you know your schedule it all comes into play man it all really works to to make your life satisfying just the way you said yeah. I didn't quite realize how international your upbringing had been. And I think it's really awesome not only to talk to men of color on the show about their perspective in travel, but as a pan African, which we both are, I love the international um, uh, travel man's experience. And I wanted to know how travel has kind of changed your perception of yourself, uh, knowing that you have a Ghanaian lineage, but being raised uh, and living in the States and in between these continents. How have you, how has your perspective of yourself evolved? Uh it's a big question. It, it, I, I it definitely is, just realized it, that was a big question.
1: No, but it's it's a big but but good one. I think it just made me realize even further that I do like connecting with people and hearing people's stories. Uh, you are right; it is a big question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is the question. Maybe we'll come back right. to it. Maybe we'll
1: no, I'm, I'm. I'm just trying to. I, I. I see the answer, but I'm and I'm. I'm trying to get get it to like, as succinct as possible. I. I think it's just made me realize how how I want to positively impact the world, right? Um. And I thought for a long yeah. time that that would have been through law, or that would have been through maybe um being a diplomat, but realizing that the world is continuously changing and as you travel you see those and I've evolved more in terms of my views in terms of respecting other people's cultures. Um, I mean by no means was I ever disrespectful of cultures but I'm sure everybody has got some cultural ignorance right by just by not experiencing other cultures and other people and now that I've had the opportunity to visit six continents and just meet people from all different walks of life beliefs. Um, it, it, it allows me to focus more on our, our humanness that connects us. And I think that that's allowed, that, that, that's an evolution of Kofi that over the years I've, I've come to appreciate more. It's, it's, it's less about having been to all of these countries, but more so about these countries now. In some essence, living through me, I get to tell your stories. Case in point, Jerry. So part of the reason why yeah. this call, for anybody that's listening, if it sounds choppy, I take full responsibility of that. Part of the reason is that my adventurous spirit. This morning, I woke up and my friend said, "Hey, do you want to go hiking?" We already had an idea to go hiking this weekend, but we weren't sure how it's going to play out because. It's a holiday weekend, but you know, we, we got up early enough. I was, I usually like to be up by half past five, 6.00 AM every day. So we decided to go hiking to Hawk, 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 Mountain Sanctuary. Um, I'm happened to be spending the weekend in Philadelphia and it's about two, about an hour and a half outside of central Philly. It's a beautiful, beautiful um, hike. The vista views, north and south, sublime, especially with all this beautiful fall foliage happening. But I happened to ask uh, one of the guides there for a bandage. And where is she from? Portugal. And thankfully, I speak some Portuguese because I lived in Brazil. So we had this interaction. You know, here I am just asking you for a bandage. But then that leads into talking about Portugal, talking about Brazil, and just talking about what she's doing here, what I'm doing here just that connectivity, right? That right. You, you you have this experience, and now you're bonded with this person in a place where you know both of you may not be from, but you have the experience. It's that okay? I have this I have this knowledge of Portuguese because I used to live in Brazil, and you know, and now you get to ask me about Brazil, and you've never been. Um, so it's just sharing these stories, and I think that I've changed and become much more of a, of a global-minded person, even more than I, I, I had hoped to be. And that's, that's, that to me is the most important, the, the, a global mindset.
0: Yeah, man, that, that's incredible. And I think one of the things that's the only way you can really cultivate that authentically is by being out there, is by seeing it. But then even more so, having the sort of openness to connect with someone at a moment like you did because it happens often i come back in the states someone speaks a little bit of french someone happens to be visiting in town like it just works out but yeah. you also have that uh that willingness to to share it's not just collect collect get all the information but it's no let me put this on display let me see what this is worth how can i connect and relate to this person in a way that might be uh even more beneficial than just getting the band-aid yes Nice. Uh, how, how deep was that cut, by the way? Like, was it a bad cut? Oh, not
1: not <laughs> not, not, not terrible. I mean, if we ever meet, I'll show you my wound um, because my skin just loves <laughs> really? to just, like, collect s- scars. Um, so I literally, I feel like I could tell you a scar from multiple countries. Oh, yeah, I got this here, I got this here. So, but, you know, part We're of We're going to do
0: that then. We're going to do that. What, <laughs> what is the most, I don't want to say most epic, what is the most interesting scar you have will say, uh, <laughs> been gifted. Yeah. Oh, God. Um,
1: okay. I will say that it was New Year's 2015. I w- was in okay. uh, Israel, and I went to the Dead Sea. So, I, and I, I will say I was on the Israeli end of the Dead Sea, not the Jordanian. And I was obviously in the sea and walking, and I cut myself. Um so on my left ankle there's a pretty you know noticeable scar there but it was I cut myself based upon the crystallized salt rocks at the bottom of the sea but in that wow. moment yeah so in that moment I was like ah bugger okay you're bleeding whatever and you're in salt water so get out but the reason why it's such a <laughs> memorable experience is that when I got out and I walked to my left I happened to encounter a group of women and one guy, but the uh, the other three women and the, and the guy were, you know, a, a bit further behind. But the woman that walked up to me, she literally walked up to me as if it was a regular day, which it was. The only thing here is that she was naked. She was completely naked. She walked up to me and she must have felt a welcoming spirit for me because she hugged me. She just hugged me naked if yeah. she was probably a brunette or something, which is funny because it didn't phase me at all. I'm a nudist. So I have no problem with nudity. It's just I don't know how she was able to sense that in me. Um, but then she took me to a yeah. fresh water spring and um, helped me clean up my wound and sent me on my way. So that's just one of those uh scars that you can just never forget how you got it and then what happened after you got it because you're being embraced by this white woman that is completely naked and standing in front of you
0: wow bro that's an adventure story i'm thinking right now it's like yeah that's not happening if i go downtown in dallas you know some of that stuff only happens when you're when you're abroad you know Um, under different contexts and different circumstances, but I did know about the nudist thing because I've been following you on IG for a while. I'll oh, yeah. be reading, bro. Okay, I'll be, be checking it out. So, one thing uh, that that I think travel really does, especially for for people of color, for for Black millennials, and especially Black men, I think it instills self esteem yeah. because you know there's a certain context that exists here in the United States, but as soon as you go overseas, you realize you might be perceived completely differently than you were where wherever you grew up in you know you feel i've felt at least a little bit more respect a little bit more appreciation sometimes a lot more especially when i'm mm-hmm. uh, in african countries and what's interesting i think as, as a man though is the fact that you are a nudist because i recently had my first experience it was just like in a, a sauna or something like that it was the first time i'd ever been completely naked somewhere and that shit was empowering, bro. I was like, right, yeah, I can rock this like every day on the daily. Can you talk about that experience? And have you always been that way, or was it a, a growth progress? Uh, you know, a um, process.
1: I think it was a growth process that really hit um, after after I graduated college. By college, I knew that I was a nudist. I'm not. I'm when it comes to clothes. I'm a minimalist with clothes. I try and maintain a minimalist lifet- lifestyle throughout. But when it comes to clothes. They just put me off. I haven't shopped uh, for clothes this whole year. Shopping in general gives me anxiety. Um, So I try and avoid it as much as possible. And when it comes to clothes, I don't like clothes. I just feel like they just limit you and limit and restrict. So as much as I can, I just like to be in my natural state. Now, when that comes to traveling, part of that includes finding either nudist communities or beaches largely beaches that i can go to and just Mm -hmm. be completely free one of my favorite nude beaches that i've been to is in australia um in melbourne it's called point impossible nude beach so i the name alone was just a draw for me it's about maybe an hour and a half drive south from um downtown melbourne and it was amazing. I, I, I didn't see that many nudists there that day. It was the beginning of spring. So uh, the weather wasn't the most optimal, but it was still a decent sunny day. Um, I remember dogs were strolling on the beach, but one of my earlier moments of being completely naked on a beach was in Mykonos. And I think my friend and I, it was a good college friend of mine. We went to Super Paradise Beach. And I hadn't really had an opportunity to be naked outside. So I was just kind of nervous, um, n- n- naked outside really abroad. Aside from like, you know, being along the Atlantic coast as a naked boy growing up. But yeah. I, I, I was like, you know what, just do it. And when you finally just let go, you like you mentioned, it is empowering. And But then you realize that it's also not a big deal. It's really Americans that just make a big deal out of um, being a nudist or, 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 or nudism and your body. Um, you go to a lot of beaches in France, I mean, France, in France, in France, and there's just tons of just, it's more free-spirited and more open-minded abroad. And that's what being a nudist for me is just embodies the liberation and just being yourself, coming as you are all body shapes and sizes welcomed because it's nothing sexual it's just it's more so an empowerment of the mind than just realizing that you can be who you are in your natural nude state um and i absolutely love it
0: i hate clothes so got you well that's impressive alone that you haven't shopped at all this year i consider myself somewhat of a minimalist but i kind of enjoy shopping and copying new stuff but I mean, I thank you so much for, for sharing that perspective because, one, that's the first that we've had on the show, but, you know, uh, kind of piggybacking on the point about self-esteem and the sexualization of, of human nudity here in the States. I know we're getting deep, y'all. Like, trust me, we, in the States, in the United States, um, you know, every time you see something naked, it always has a sexual connotation. That's all that means. Yeah. And globally, that's often not the case, especially in European... Co- I mean, just all over, it's not the case. that A naked body is just you know, the parts that you came with when you were born. Yeah. So I think it's freeing for me and, and us as Black people to not only get away from that sexualization, but the fetishism that comes along, you know, oftentimes with our new bodies. Exactly. It's, it's kind of a, a it, it, you get it, you get it, bro. No, I
1: completely get it. Um, especially the fetishization one. of the Black male body as well. So I think we just need to make it more commonplace and it will become less fetish less fetishized.
0: Right. And uh, I mean, you're not the only one. There are a few other uh, IG personal pages of black travelers that are into it. I think, um, what's his name? Uh, Haitian Nomad uh, also does trips like this. So you guys, if you don't know or not, you can actually go on trips with other people in the nudist community to go to these beaches together. You don't have to go solo dolo by yourself. Um, there are opportunities on Instagram, right?
1: Yeah, like i've 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 heard of uh, you know nudist retreats in Costa Rica, et cetera. And I'm very much interested in doing one of them. So I'll have to hit up a uh, Haitian nomad and see what uh, they're about,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh this is some extra new wave stuff, and, you know. Some of the people listening to the show haven't traveled at all. Some people have a little bit of experience. We kinda of went on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, but I think when it comes to nudity, it's a fun topic. It's super interesting and more so it's humanizing because yeah. once you get rid of the, the sexual nature of stuff you, you're really looking someone in the eyes for real for real yes i'm so glad you shared that i was thinking about mentioning it but you <laughs> went there anyway and i was yeah. like hell yeah we're gonna double down We <laughs> got crazy scars in the dead sea you got nudism it's all it's all there baby it's coming together Love <laughs> that. that's dope um so being the, the super traveler and and entrepreneur that you are involved in all these aspects. What I wanted to know was um, what sort of additional, um, we'll say careers or skill sets did you have to pick up to be successful? Like, did you have to learn, did you decide to learn how to model so that you could travel? Did you decide to- Yeah, it
1: comes to the modeling. Honestly, modeling is something that for the most part you either have or you don't have, right? No, you could go to tons of modeling schools, and learn how to walk, etc. To me, that's just a waste of money, right? Uh, You have to have a look about you, you have to have a character, charisma about you, that's just going to want to get an agency to work with you and clients to work with you. Um, So for me, in the past year, what I, in in terms of looking at modeling as another source of income is, or rather, another main source of income was, listen, Kofi, you've already got the look, you've worked with other brands before in the past just really double down and get signed and so I've gone to and this again about not giving up which ties into into traveling is just constantly seeking new opportunities and new experiences if I had just listened to the first agency that turned me down you know I wouldn't be where I am today in terms of um, modeling with a top agency in South Africa, uh, and when it comes to right. flights, right? If you're looking to go somewhere, but oh, but you've read nothing but horrible reviews, or the flight prices seem too much out of the way, you're just going to give up, right? But who knows? Maybe that review right. that you heard was just for a period of time, or it was somebody that traveled and really didn't, wasn't traveling for a deeper travel experience, just. Just, you know, a superficial travel experience, but it's, it's, it's just about persistence. Now, and that's another thing that came with modeling too. You have to be persistent. Nothing is guaranteed, even if you are signed with an agency. That means going to all the open calls that they send you on, castings, uh, opening yourself up to runways, and just also pushing yourself out there to work with brands. Right. Um, Say you you type in the email, let them know that you're represented by this agency. Here's your online portfolio. And that how that translates into travel and trying to support myself more from traveling is, um, you know, you 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 have to promote yourself. So when you're reaching out to these other brands to work with them on your on, 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 the, on a travel aspect, you have to come with that experience. Say, hey, these are the amount of countries that I've gone to, this, these are the connections that I've built. Uh, this is why I travel, and this is what I hope to do from my travels. I would love it if I could partner with your brand to help tell my story as well as, not, but it's more than just my story. It's a story that I know others will find interesting, captivating. And will draw more attention, hopefully, to your brand. Um, So it's about it's it's just about marketing yourself. And one of the important things about at traits rather of being a model is confidence. You need that self confidence, especially when you're walking on a bloody runway and there's nothing but harsh fluorescent lights staring at you. You know you have to just be in your zone and be confident. And that's what being a traveler today like in terms of a full-time traveler and you're trying to support yourself from your passion of traveling you have to be confident you have to seek any and every opportunity right you know don't think that anything's really beneath you um you know like for example this podcast right who knows who might be listening to the podcast and it's like okay i want to take kofi and jerry on a show they they'll do a podcast in a new country, in a new city every week, right? You just never know what's going to come out from something.
0: Dude, that That's super That's super rich with, with gems because I think overall the theme of this discussion has been a lot about self-esteem, which I think it kind of underpins everybody in the direction they take in life. But um, self-esteem is necessary to even ask the questions and think it's, and dare to think that something's possible. And if there's one thing that for other men of color or, or travelers um, in general is that if you get one benefit out of traveling, it's self-esteem. Is being able to rely on yourself, on yourself, being able to say, "I can develop," you know, um, or I can find the resources. I can plug into a podcast. I'll hit up Kofi on Instagram, and maybe he replies. Maybe he doesn't, but I'm not going to lose if I try. Precisely. You're going to only going to lose if you don't try. A thousand percent, man. That's that's super dope. Um, wow, that's super dope. Do you have any travel hacks? Anything that you still use to to make sure that you're being as uh, economic as possible with your savings since you are a saver? Anything that a, a first-time traveler, or newbie traveler would be able to latch into right away? Listen, if you're a
1: first-time traveler under 25, or hell, bloody under 30, I'd say, look into hostels, right? in um, in, in a lot of my earlier travels, hostels were my best friends, um, right. I, I met so many genuine good people that only magnified my, my trips by staying at a hostel. Um, so don't, and this, and this is what I, again, I say that a lot of people will look at the gram and just think that, oh, they're staying at this fancy hotel or they're just completely living the good life. And it's like, no, part of traveling and traveling to multiple countries on a budget is, being a savvy traveler in, in terms of what you're spending your money on. And a lot of that is after your flight is accommodation. So I would say look into hostels. And then also look to sites such as Google Flights and Skyscanner. I like to look at Skyscanner as one of my, you know, go-to search engines. I love the fact that you can just plug in a month for anywhere and it will show you the cheapest destinations that you can find. And I'd say too, right? Don't just look on Instagram and only want to go to, uh, you know, Bali or Bangkok or Cartagena or
0: bro oh, oh, preach
1: preach yes. I don't know what happens? Yes, it's more because one, you're only going to be spending X amount of money, more money, trying to get to these destinations because they might already be super popular with tourism, right? Um, so that you're not going right. to find as many deals to these places as you would want um like but look to places like even in eastern europe right i went to i remember my first time in prague amazing but there was barely anybody there it was it was mid-august and i had such a great time i was actually able to meet one of my friends from university who had moved there and she was teaching yoga and i stayed at a hostel in prague right it was a very nice hostel um the gear towards young people but also connecting them to different activities within the community forget the mosaic i think that was the name of it mosaic hostel in in prague beautiful okay. hostel that i completely uh, recommend so yeah so finding cheap flights um um uh, f- f- yeah finding cheap flights going to places off the beaten track be the first one to, you know, travel and post a blog post or an image post in like Timbuktu or something or, or Vinhook, Namibia, um, go somewhere that's just going to excite you. And sometimes that means it will be less on your wallet. Trust me. Um, and then also when, when when you are traveling again, some people travel for, different reasons some people just want to spend the money to on the plane and a good hotel and just want to eat good all the time right so that might mean you're spending about 100 or 150 dollars a day on food but for somebody like me it's "Mm, no i'll have a light breakfast uh lunch might be lunch and dinner might be a falafel or a salad because for me it's less about the cuisine when i'm traveling but and more about the experience right right and sure an experience cuisine is also very much part of the travel experience but i'm not somebody that's pretty much going to drop 60 70 euro on a dinner if i can use that 70 to um that 60 to 70 euro to have explored (laughs) countless you know cities and you know just really get lost somewhere and that 60 70 euro that somebody might have dropped for one dinner that I could have used that over the course of two to three days for a lifetime of experiences.
0: Right. Even if it's as simple as pulling up to a random bar and just sitting down by yourself, yes. you can do that once a night for three nights. And those experiences, you'll never know who you're going to see or, or what's going to happen. Precisely.
1: So it's just about traveling smart, using um, um, smart apps and tools such as Google Flights and Skyscanner, as well as Cheap fare Guru, um, and always just check two to three different sources um, of, um, you know, uh, two to three different sources before you book. And then, of course, everybody knows Tuesdays is uh, typically a good day. It's typically a good day to buy flights, as well as extend your um, your your holidays. So long, long weekends that we have in the state. MLK weekend, Veterans Day weekend, um, uh, you know, Christopher Columbus Day weekend, well, which is I think it's, you know, slowly changing to Indigenous People Day, but extensive yeah, thankfully, right, <laughs> because, know you, right? because <laughs> you know, Christopher Columbus is not who we thought, thought he was, but honestly, it's just about Okay, so if I have a three-day weekend coming up, aka, let's say, for example, Memorial Day, you know that you're not going to want to fly out the day or two before Memorial Day, and you're certainly not going to want to fly out the day of Memorial Day. So work with your job and just make sure that you're leaving a few days before and you're coming back a few days after, because that will dramatically decrease the price of your flight, and that's money
0: that you can use towards another adventure. A hundred percent. Being savvy, being a savvy traveler is a... That that's the word for it, bro. Thank you for sharing so much. I think people hopefully they, they they've sat in this long, but this is these are gems right here. This is how you get it done, and it's practical.
1: And then also just save, save in your day to day life. In your like, you know, skip a brunch or two. Um, you even though Jerry loves to shop, don't be like Jerry sitting on Amazon whole weekend long shopping. Like <laughs> save some coins, you know. Like no pair of shoe. Or no new jacket will ever feel as good as stepping off a plane in a different country for the first time ever. And if it does, come and find me and
0: let's fight about it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Get ready. I will tell you, though, how I'm doing shopping now, though, bro, because it's it's a a light flex. But this is what I enjoy doing. I enjoy going to different countries. Like uh, I was in Burkina Faso where things are much more affordable. Mm -hmm. I'll pick up six shirts, tailored shirts, three suits off rip for a frat, a 10th of what I pay in the States. And now I've been able to take that travel experience with me. when I go out to uh, the theater or dance performances or business meetings, now I'm wearing my experience and you can't get it anywhere else. That is what, that's how I'm getting into fashion now, bro. And it's, it's, it's everything in one. Like I can't, you can't beat it. And I support that, that, that is what
1: I would rather do. You know, whenever I go back to Ghana, and i'll go with my mom to the shop um, um to to um the marketplace and we'll pick out fabrics and those fabrics i'll be made it will be made into custom pieces and then you'll have people saying yo bro where'd you get that shirt i'm like across the atlantic <laughs> you know and i'm not being cheeky it was a custom made <laughs> shirt
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not being cheeky but you know call it what you yeah, want i look good exactly <laughs> Oh man, dude, this has been dope. So, before we, we roll out, as always, I want to give you a chance to tell us where your upcoming trips are, how we can um, uh, follow any projects or businesses you have going on. What's going on in your world, bro? Well, what's going on in my world
1: is that I'm trying to escape winter. So, I am currently right. only trips that are coming up, really, for sure, will be South Africa. I'll be there from mid January to early April, working the season. Um, you know, that's again, I'll be strapped down there because of work. Um, And then my birthday is in March. And one of the things that I like to do is experience my birthday in a new country every year. So this year I'm thinking of doing Zanzibar since I'll already be in South Africa. Um, And then for New Year's and Christmas, I'm thinking of maybe Fiji and New Zealand. I have to check how crazy these flight prices are acting um and then just you know hopefully book a ticket and go and then just to follow up on these upcoming experiences uh, tr- tr- uh journeys and more definitely just if you're not already following me on instagram noir wafer take a look there and then also just check out my website Whilstaway which honestly i created that just to document my experiences that I have whilst I'm away, either whilst I'm currently there or whilst away in my head thinking over the journey that I had in X country. So yeah, just basically my
0: Instagram and my website are the two best ways to follow the the journey. Awesome, bro. And uh, I was looking at the website earlier. I mean, the photos on there are super dope. Uh, the content is strong. You guys would definitely do yourself a favor to, to check it out and just see see the world through uh, through Kofi's eyes, man. It's, we get to do a part of it here on the podcast just for a little bit of time, but I mean, these are some real travelers out here doing it and uh, giving you guys tips along the way. So, bro, thank you so much for sharing all that. I hope we get a chance to, to wrap because I feel like uh, we'd be talking for a while about everything. We probably would. <laughs> I'm with it, man. And I have some. Uh, I have my sights set on hitting uh, Johannesburg at some point, either New Year or turn of the year so okay if you're there i'm taking you hiking to lion's head so i'm with it i'm with it bro i'll i'll be totally ready as long as i get to bring a couple of uh black labels with me i'm good <laughs> yeah gotta stay hydrated bro gotta stay hydrated <laughs> hydration is key hydration is definitely key well man dude thank you so much for stopping by we're gonna wrap up soon um and yeah man be safe in your travels and uh yeah we'll be in touch bro thank you so much jerry all right man take care. Talk soon. Okay. Have a good afternoon. Cheers. Thanks Kofi for spending the time to stop by and bless us with some travel gems. It's amazing to have somebody who has experienced six of the seven continents and lived on four out of the seven continents. I really appreciate your ability to break down all of your experience into the practical steps that I believe anybody can take to achieve their travel ambitions, whether you're experienced or just starting out. And that's, that's really important because a lot of people are just starting out. So hopefully you guys at home or in your cars enjoyed that session too. Make sure you follow Kofi on Instagram at Noir Wayfair, spelled very similarly to point noir it just has an e after the r and also check out his personal website wilstaway.com where there's a bunch more of his perspectives and images on there as well as a reminder going into this holiday season what would be more dope than to hook somebody up with a passport listen that's what we're here to do with the show we're like the santa claus of passports basically So if you have a boo, a brother, a cousin, a nephew, an uncle, somebody who has some desire to travel and see the world, share an episode with them, get them the information, and we will try and sponsor their passport. That's what we're here to do. So let's make somebody else's season bright this year before going in 2019, so then we can have them back on the show and hear about their lit first experience out of the country. that all being said as always i'm your host jerry the third aka kimono jack and this is me signing off see you guys next time